We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's just upgrading the trenches. And it's something that Dave Gettleman said he was going to do specifically on the offensive side of the football. We want to get the hog mollies. He kept saying hog mollies kind of became this little running joke between giant fans. But that never really happened. Yes, he drafted Andrew Thomas with a top five pick, but there were still plenty of draft picks and plenty of players within the draft who were like, you still need to invest in the offensive line. And the offensive line sucked throughout his tenure here. But Joe Shane, for his first draft, ended up drafting Evan Neal, Josh Azudu, Marcus McKethan. And then this year he drafted JMS. So you're talking about three offensive linemen in the top 67 out of two drafts. That's an investment in the offensive line, specifically the interior offensive line, but he also got that right tackle. We know we needed a center. John Michael Schmitz ended up falling to them in the second round. We know that they were really nervous that that was not going to happen, that the Chicago Bears are going to select John Michael Schmitz. Luckily, that did not materialize. Then you got to think about the defensive line as well. This past season, the defensive line sucked. The Giants couldn't do all that much about upgrading the defensive line. They didn't have a lot of cap because of the prior regime, as you already discussed. But now... You were able to get Sean Robinson, which we all kind of thought was a pipe dream when that came up because the Giants had already signed Raheem Nunez, Rochez, Nacho, but they got both of these guys. Those are two legit starters who can now rotate and be a significant upgrade over the players who were spelling Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams last year, the Justin Ellis's of the world, the Ryder Andersons and players like that. And I like Ryder Anderson, but Sean Robinson and Raheem Nunez, Rochez would start on any other football team more than likely. And now you have that as your four interior defensive linemen. That is a complete and utter upgrade over the 28th ranked rushing defense last year in terms of yards allowed. And we also know that the rushing yards allowed, it's not always on the interior defensive line room, but the Giants struggle with power gap. It's going to be much harder for these offenses to run counter, to run power gap off tackle when you can't block down on that four eye technique. You can't block down on that four technique. And now that edge can really keep that rushing lane narrow. Maybe spill everybody out to the overhang, the apex and the alley defenders. So now you're elongating the rushing path instead of letting them get north to south. And that's something that we saw last year against a lot of zone rushing teams. We saw it against Seattle and we saw it against the Tennessee Titans. But the power gap ones were an issue because the four techniques and four eyes were just getting washed out. Specifically when Dexter Lawrence was not out there and the first team was not out there with Leonard Williams and when Nick Williams was also on the team before the bye week, before he suffered the pec injury. So upgrading the interior defensive line and the offensive line is the fifth best thing on my list that Joe Shane has done. And I think he's done a great job early in his tenure. Yeah, you nailed this one, Nick. I have the same thing as my number five, my fifth best move by Joe Shane, trench investments. And like I said earlier, this is the most important thing he's done, but it's not the number one move ranked for us because we're ranking based on value and based on how he's differentiated himself versus other general managers. But having said that, 
he's on the right path. You need to invest in the trenches. It can be boiled down to something as simple as, and I'm glad that me and you agree on this, Nick, because like, you know, we might not, and there might be, you know, other ways to go about it technically, but we both agree and we're pretty strong in our stance that building the interior offensive and defensive lines out is the best way to win football games. Overall, you need to find the quarterback that's most important, at least for me, and then trenches, and then the rest can fall into place. Receivers can play better than you expect when there's good offensive line play. Corners can play better than you expect when there's good defensive line play. Linebackers can play better than you expect when there's good defensive line play. But one thing that just, and running backs can play better than you expect when there's good offensive line play. But one thing that you just don't see happening all that much is quarterbacks and receivers and running backs playing that great when there's bad offensive line play. And you don't really see corners playing that great when there's no pass rush. Some corners do, Sauce Garner, but they have a pass rush. I mean, like, it's really the lifeblood of everything. I'm glad he's done it, Nick. You went over the importance of the run defense. So I'm going to focus a little bit on the offensive line here. And I just want to go over something that I find very interesting. Because in the past, we've heard from those Giants fans who have a different memory of what went down, that Jerry Reese invested in the offensive line. Why is this so important that you're, why are you making a point to say that Joe Shane used three picks in the top 67 overall in just two draft classes? Jerry Reese did the same. It didn't work because he didn't find the right guys. But this is a bad memory of what actually happened. So three picks in the top 67 overall for Joe Shane, that's obviously over 100%, right? But let's use that criteria to evaluate the kind of investment that Jerry Reese, the Giants' former general manager, made in the offensive line. Jerry Reese had 11 draft classes. In 2007, he used no picks in the top 67 on offensive line. In 2008, he used no picks in the top 67 on the offensive line. In 2009, he selected Will Beattie at 60 overall. That's one. In 2010, none. In 2011, none. In 2012, nothing. So we're still at one. Justin Pugh at 19 overall in 2013. That's two. Weston Richburg at 43 overall in 2014. That's three. Eric Flowers at 2015, uh, in 2015 at nine overall. That's four total. Nothing in 2016. Nothing in 2017. Remember, that was famously when he picked Evan Ingram over Ryan Ramchek and TJ Watt. So that's, that's four total picks in the top 67 in 11 draft classes for Jerry Reese. Just 36% of his draft classes did he use a t even one pick in the top 67 overall. Joe Shane's already done it in 100% of his draft classes, and he's done it twice in one class. So you cannot compare those two. There is no comparison mathematically or in reality. Anything that you would use to compare is not based in fact. So I do appreciate that Joe Shane has said, I don't care. We need to invest in this offensive line. And he's done it despite having Nick an elite left tackle already on his roster that he luckily, you know, he fortunately inherited. So he knew that it didn't matter. He still understood the importance of investing in this offensive line early on. We saw it in this class. We saw it in last class. And I think we're going to continue to see it moving forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's an excellent point, Dan. But I want to ask you, and I know this is kind of deviating from what we're discussing. Let's go back to 2017 for a second. How freaking mad were you that the Giants drafted Evan Ingram over two Wisconsin Badgers who ended up being, and you didn't know this at the time, ended up being like all pro type players? Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. TJ Watt, I was not in a good, I wasn't as advanced as a football mind at the time because it was 2017. I hadn't really been doing film work yet. I was just like a big football fan. And so I used in my head at the time, I was still one of those fans who was like DJ Watt, three, four outside of edge rusher. The giants are running a strict four, three. I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if it fits. Cause I knew he was special at Wisconsin. He was special. He was a special player. Like then again, all those kind of outside linebackers produced in that Leonard system, but he was still like, you could tell he was special. So Watt was a weird one for me because of that three four four three garbage. And now, like, if I look back at it now, I'd be like, I don't care what system he could play. In it. Like, you'll figure it out. Just he will rush the passer. Ramchick was a weird one because he kind of like transferred in from Wisconsin Whitewater late. Was a tight end. Then he became a tackle. Had injuries even at Wisconsin. That really that was the really the big factor was the injury profile at Wisconsin. So it's part of why he fell so far in the draft. Obviously, the Saints did a great job scouting him, and they're like. The injuries aren't going to continue. They're luck-based. And they were right. And he's had some injuries, but I mean, everyone has injuries. But yeah, at the time, I don't think I was as mad as I, as I, you know, looking back, you can realize how bad of a decision that was. Because if they had Ramchek right now, or they wouldn't have had to draft Neil and they could have drafted Garrett, Garrett Wilson, or if they had TJ Watt right now, you know, you can go on and on here. I'm talking about how much of an impact those players would have made. The butterfly effect of one decision. It really <laughs> yeah. is. Because if you added Ramchek, who would have known what would happen to the end of Eli Manning's career with Daniel Jones? Be a, there's so many things that would have changed. You could have added Ramchek and signed Andrew Whitworth in that same offseason. They had that opportunity. Whitworth said, I wanted to go to the Giants. We didn't get a yeah. call. We called their agent. Jerry Reese wasn't interested. They signed Brandon Marshall instead. You put Andrew Whitworth at left tackle, and then he was, you know, Super Bowl left tackle for the Rams. You put him at left tackle, Ryan Ramchick at right tackle. Who knows what would have happened with Eli? You're right. Who knows? And Odell. Think about it. Maybe Eli would have been able to get the football to Odell Beckham Jr. He would have never complained and been petulant and acted the way he did, and then he would still be with the New York Giants. But again, the whole team would be different. Everything would be dry. Yeah, everything changes. The butterfly effect. The injuries might have not happened for Beckham and all those things, but you know that that's that's life. That's football. And the Giants didn't make those decisions. Jerry Reese decided. The way to win this thing is by giving Eli another weapon and going into a season with Eric Flowers at left tackle and Bobby Hart at right tackle. Just mind-boggling decision. That When those things go down, Nick, you do get the for a quick second in your brain. It clicks just for a second. You say to yourself, can I do a better job than this NFL general manager? You know you can't. You know you're wrong. You know there's so many things that are involved in the job that you have no idea how to do. You're not qualified for, and you would need to be walked through, like babied through. But in that moment, right. you're like, how the hell – is it that hard to understand that you can't go into a season with Eric Flowers and Bobby Hart as your offensive tackles? But 
with a statue yeah. back there as yeah. well, an old right. statue. Yeah. Oh, such a such a depressing time back then. But now we're here. It's 2023. We have Brian Dable and we have Joe Shane, and it's much better, much happier.